Hello and welcome to Wool Gathering, Contemplative Rest. This podcast is a soft and contained space for guided meditations, storytelling, and silence for daydreaming or journaling, a virtual blanket fort for respite from the busy world. My name is Monique, and I'm disabled, monastic, and all sorts of crafty. In this podcast, I'll be sharing a contemplative practice that I turn to when I'm depleted, and that is stories and daydreaming. Each session will be 20 to 30 minutes. I'll read you a short story or perhaps a poem. After that, I'll leave a few minutes of silence and then offer a few journal prompts. I invite you to stay at rest and let your mind wander where it may or capture your thoughts in your journal. It's up to you. My guiding phrase for wool gathering is a snippet from a John O'Donohue poem, and it goes like this. I would love to live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of its own unfolding. Isn't that lovely? And that is my hope for you during our wool gathering visits. Hello and welcome to another story. Today I have for you an English tale. It's called The Buried Moon. And it takes place on the swampy hinterlands. Uh, it's called The Fens, F-E-N-S. And it's about the glowing full moon and the village, and the swamp, and the nasty things that can live in a swamp. Find yourself a place of comfort, and I'll begin the tale. Long ago, wicked things haunted the watery marshlands. On dark nights, Eerie lanterns would lure travels away, travelers away from the path, where slithering creatures in dangerous bogs and murky pools waited to drag them to a gruesome fate. The moon heard tales of these terrors and wished to know if they were true. So she wrapped herself in a black cloak, pulled the hood over her head, and stepped down to the marshland. Cautiously, the moon crept through the marsh. At the edge of a slimy pool, her foot slipped. She reached out for a branch to save herself from falling, but to her horror, woody fingers twined around her wrists and gripped her tight. She was trapped. The moon tugged and twisted, but couldn't free herself. Then a frightened voice whimpered in the darkness. A man had strayed from the path and was squelching through the bog, heading for a lantern light he hoped was a sign of safety. Only the moon heard the slobbering creatures waiting to grab him. At once, she shook her head from 
She shook the hood from her shining hair, casting bright moonbeams across the marsh, and the crawling terrors shrieked and squirmed back into the bog. The man cried with joy at seeing the path once more. He hurried back to safety with little more than a glance over his shoulder at the light that had saved him. Now the moon was alone without any hope of help. She sank to her knees, and the hood fell over her head once more. But she had given herself away. As soon as it was dark again, the wicked creatures emerged from the bog and clambered around her, screeching and plucking at her with bony fingers. They hated the moon's light. After a squabble, they decided to bury her deep in the pool at the foot of the tree and roll a huge stone on top of her. Intending to return to gloat, they left a ghostly lantern to mark the place. Days passed, and the moon didn't appear in the sky. The people who lived by the marsh grew fearful, and the creatures of the bog became bold, creeping up to their houses at night to claw at the windows. Nobody could guess what had happened to the moon, until one evening a traveler at an inn told his story. I believe I saw her, he said. I was lost in the marsh on a dark night when a light soft as a moonbeam showed me the path and saved me from certain death. When the men of the marshland heard this, they hurried to the wise woman of the village to ask her advice. The wise woman consulted her brew pot. Tonight you must go to the marsh, she said. Look for a coffin, a cross, and a candle. There you may find the moon. But first, put stones in your mouth, for you mustn't speak a word until you are safe home again. The men waited for dusk and then did as she told. They picked their way nervously around the bogs until they found the huge stone rising from the water like a coffin. Looking up, they saw two crossed branches and the ghostly lantern flickering like a candle. Without a word, they lifted the stone, and to their relief, the marsh was flooded with light. The grateful moon leapt out of the water back into the sky. Ever since that night, the moon has shone more brightly for the people of the marshland than anyone else. So here you're welcome to turn off the recording and Drift away with your imaginations or stick around and I'll share a few journal prompts. So the moon, the luminous moon she so loved the people of the marshland and 
heard the tales of the wicked things that haunted the watery marshlands. <laughs> and she was curious to find out if the tales were true. And has there been a time in your life when you have gone into a place, an unknown place, a dark place, out of curiosity? And what happened? And can we take the perspective of the, um, trying to remember the name and some of the other tellings of this story that I've read. I think they're called Boggles. And yeah, they have some great names. <laughs> um, so the creatures that live in the swamp, are they really evil and nasty? Or are they just products of their environment? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Can you take the perspective of the swamp creatures? And what are some motivations behind being nasty and wanting to hurt somebody or hide somebody's light, to dim somebody's light? I mean, that's a great metaphor, right, for to dim somebody's light. It's always such an injustice and such a sadness when we witness that, when we witness somebody else's light being dimmed. So I'm having a hard time taking a perspective of the swamp creatures, but I'm feeling a lot of reactions to them. How about you? Are you feeling some reactions to the swamp creatures? And what are they? What are those reactions? They're a pretty primal creature, right? So I'm thinking you might even be having some somatic sensations arising when you think about people who are nasty. Or situations that are nasty and mean. It might not even be a person. It might be a, a political system, a corporation. What are some somatic sensations that arise? Where do you feel it in your body when you think about those injustices, the inequality? Another contemplation could be, there's a wise woman in this story. She only has a few sentences, but she gave some good advice to those village, to the people in the village, right? Where to find the moon? 
who do you consult? Who do you lean into for wisdom? Do you lean into yourself for wisdom? Do you trust your own wisdom? Oh, let's let's try to be the bog, the actual landscape. So the bog has some clear paths that are safe as long as one stays on those paths. And then it has other areas of danger, of peril. Are you like that? Do you have areas of safety and areas of peril? I reckon you do. We're all human and we are complex. So what are some of the things that happen when people stick to your safety zones? And what are some of the things that happen when people stray into the more perilous zones in your life? And then let's circle back to the moon for our final contemplation. She was released at the end, right? She rose up into the sky and shone even brighter for those people in the marshland. So what is What arises for you when you think about that situation of rebounding and rising even stronger and brighter? What is that? What arises for you when you think of that happening for yourself? All right, I'll leave it there for today. So until next time, take good care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening. It's an honor to share space with you, and I don't take that for granted. I'm grateful for those who engage with and support my vocation. Please consider sharing this podcast and leaving a kind review. Or send me an email and tell me about your daydreams. I'd enjoy hearing from you very much, and it encourages me to continue with these offerings. If you are so inclined to offer a financial gift, they would be welcome, and you can find more details on my website, which I've linked to in the show notes. And so, until next time, may you find the rest you need when you need it. Peace to you.